G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Tazzy, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure the dog, uh, well, I know he was there yesterday doing his best work. Uh, so I'm pretty sure he's got uh, got the cox plate over there and uh, showing it around. So uh, that is great. But, yeah, the best hour on a Friday is Taz Racing Talk, and it's a good way to start the afternoon. So we're going to have a chat to John Luttrell, uh, who's got a couple of nice runners at uh, Hobart on Sunday, Jamie Cockshut, the rock star, and he's going to have a chat to the leading harness trainer driver, Rowan Hillier. Brennan Ryan is going to give us all the Greyhound news and uh, going to have a chat to Katrina Gregory, who's a Greyhound trainer over there in Tassie, and then Jacob Bevis to give us some winners uh, for the weekend. So that's how we're going to fill this hour in for Taz Racing Talk. Where's my offside, Tomo? Is, is Tag out? Oh, outstanding. Good to have tags on board. It's Jockey Day today. That's what they're calling it, Jockey Day. Myself and D Taggart. So let's uh, get into Taz Racing Talk, and we're going to have a chat to uh, John Luttrell, who obviously is a thoroughbred trainer over there in Tassie. He uh, has uh, quite a few runners at uh, at Hobart on Sunday and yeah. a few nice chances. So. Yep. Taggart, yeah, how, how you have you have you taken taken position barrier one? Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I've just sat down a little bit of a, uh, of course, early start for me today. But I'm glad to be here with you today, Sammy. And of course, can't get, get can't wait to get into all the Tasmanian talk as well. I heard you say Jacob Beavis, well, he was outstanding. We have him on the odds couple every Saturday, and he never missed last week. So hopefully, continue that run. But we've got Johnny on the line, have we not? Good work, Johnny Luttrell, ready to go. And John, you've got uh, you got a, a, a big team of runners there on on Sunday. Yeah, we've got about seventeen altogether. Yeah, yeah, seven runners. Good work. Now, uh, in the first, in Costa Fiorente. Well, actually, I might uh, I might just touch on John. I'm based up here in uh, Queensland, and we've had a good week of weather. Uh, but I know it's been a bit chilly, a bit Piccadilly yeah. down there in Melbourne, which suggests that it gets even colder in Tassie. Uh, how's it been this week? Yeah, we've had a few showers and a little bit of rain, and um, it's a good day, day today today. Um, a few nice little frosts in the morning, so we really give a good day out of that after that, yeah. Yeah, and, and Johnny, we're on a soft five there for Sunday's meeting there, and the rail's in the true, so it looks like it's going to race uh, very evenly for Sunday. Yeah, pretty sure, I reckon, yeah. Yep. They'll all have a good chance, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, Now, in Costa Fiorente is in the first uh, first up, this horse, but it's actually, and you know, obviously better suited uh, out to further as it gets deeper in the prep, but it's by uh, Fiorente out of an in Costa de Lago Mare, so you would say that it's bred to run a couple of laps, John, but it's got a bit of first up form. It's been a first up winner before. Yeah, um, nice little mare, Um didn't have that long in the lead up in the paddy. She only had probably um, on 18, 20 days off, um, off a short lead up. Um, been back at work a fair while, done plenty of work, very fit. Uh, got a nice gait and expected to run a really big race. 
you'd think like in those longer races she can jump and put herself up on speed, but she probably let the speed go in this sort of race. Yeah, she'd probably run about. I think it's only sixteen and so she should be running about fifth, uh, fourth or fifth, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon she won't be too far off. No, I reckon. And you're using Margaret no. Collette as well, kilo and a half. Uh, you've been using her of late, Johnny. What's the reason behind that? I have. I, um, she's been coming to tell you a bit. It's the yep. first ride for me, um, but she rode some for Johnny Black or Devonport. That's day, right. And, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, we'll give her a go. She claims a bit, and um, I've got another horse later in the day that I like really like. So she's riding it as well for me. Yeah, the South Australian apprentice, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then into race two, you've got a couple of runners here. Alpine legend uh, just had the one run last time round. Do you feel it's improved into this prep? Yeah, definitely improved. Um, it's had a couple of trials. It ran second, then it, I think it won a trial last time. Definitely improved. Um, it's working really, really good, the little horse. It's, it's really going places. I think it's going to go run a really good race. Yeah. And I see that Tough Impact uh, had a couple of runs back in March and then uh, obviously a bit of a break, but the, had a trial there at Hobart last time around where, where it was all right. Yeah, it tried really well. Um, he's been a bit of a hard horse to go and, like, you know, he's been a bit uh, you know, a bit full of himself, but um, he's starting to settle down good now. Um, tried really well at Hobart and um, he, he should run a very forward race in that race on uh, Sunday, yeah. What about D. Toodle Senior? Jay, please. he's been around since Adam was a boy. Trained to win the other day too. Yeah, trained to win him. My brother Craig um, used to ride in um, New Caledonia that with him and um, they're pretty good mates. And um, he said, wouldn't mind coming over for the weekend. And um, Gary White and then give him and uh, Brunton give him a couple of rides. So I thought I'd put him on one and just see how we go. But he, he, he rode plenty of winners and plenty of experience there. Yeah. Good on you. Now, you've got Angelica Moore in race three. Uh, this horse was uh, racing uh, in, in Melbourne, Victoria, uh, last preparation, but the trial's been all right uh, back at the end of May there. Yeah, it tried really well. Um, only three in the trial, but it did try really well. Um, I can't believe it's still a maiden. That's a, it works pretty good, that horse. It, that's a, it's a nice horse. Um, settled down really well at home. Um, and, I, you know, I really... I think it won't be long picking up a race at all, so it's going really good. Yeah, what? And it, then it, on, I was about on, to yeah, say, it, I was about to say, it mixed its form here down in Victoria in these maidens, but you, you're spot on. It's uh, on its trial. You think it won't be a maiden for long at all? Yeah. No, it should be winning the maiden. Mm. No worries. It's got, obviously going to run a couple of good races in Melbourne. So I, I didn't. We didn't pay a lot for it, but um, it ran a good third over there. Then it ran a fifth, and the day it ran fifth, it probably shouldn't have won. I reckon it got better length, and um, it was pretty unlucky that day, but. It's, it's run, it's run three, two or three really nice races. Eight starts. It, um, it can only go, only improve, I reckon. No worries. You know? Yeah. Race five, you've got Don't Buck Me Off. Uh, now, this horse is uh, very effective at this trip, being a five-time winner at the trip. And, uh, is yeah, at his best, he, he he could win this, couldn't he? Yeah. He, he, I took him to Devonport. Um, I took him to Devonport and trialled him. I took him that last week and ran him to Devonport to see how he go on the track. And, he went super last week. A really good horse of um, Barry Campbell beat him. He got beat a nose out of second. Uh, he ran into running third, but uh, pulled up brilliant. Um, and um, this is probably a winnable race for him. And the horse is going really, really good at the moment. Yeah, going good. And John, what about a bit of an update on on uh, that grey mare of yours, Romary? Uh, she's handy enough, isn't she? And uh, she mustn't be far off coming back having a run. Yeah, she tried to play, but a fortnight ago, she won a trial. 
Um, she galloped this morning, galloped really well this morning. She's trialling on Monday, and um, she'll have a run at Lonnie on uh, on, on Sunday week at Launceston in a 1,400-metre open handicap. And if she goes OK, well, I think she will do, she might end up going to Melbourne for a couple of races. Yeah, I mean, she looks like uh, she'd be up to that sort of thing as well. I mean, that, that win uh, over the mile at the end of the preparation, you know, jumped and, and led up. And, and, you know, you would think uh, on breeding, she's only going to get further with a bit of time. Yeah, really, really good mare. Um, yeah, some friends of mine, we bought her reasonably cheap. And, um, you know, she, gosh, she's been a good little mare. And um, she's working brilliant, looks great. Um, you know, she's a really, real, real good little mare, yeah. She, she'll be, she might get a bit of a trip, like you say. She might even run 2,000 or 2,200 or 2,400 down the track, you know. Range right over a mile, and she's been um, great over a mile, and she's very strong on the line, and everybody that rides and says she'll get a trip, so we're pretty happy with her at the moment. Yeah, she's going good. Righto. Now, John, what is the best going into Sunday's races at Hobart? What's the best one you're going to settle up there? Give the punter something, Johnny. Don't, don't buck me off. Don't buck me off. <laughs> don't buck me off, righto. Well, we'll yeah. load up tags and Milo will be... Yeah, we'll be on, I'll be on with Miles, of course, and we'll be having a look and we'll uh, we'll be tipping the, the punters into that, Johnny. So make sure you get on don't early. Go wrong, don't go the wrong way, mate. <laughs> <laughs> best, best of luck uh, for the weekend, John. Thank you very much. Thank you, fellas. On you, Scrum. Have a good day. There is John Luttrell. Uh, he's got some nice runners there on Sunday. Champion and, Blake. Uh, he's a champion good, Blake, Sammy. Good, uh, good, good, uh, good insight into Romary as well, uh, saying that it, you know, is she's uh, kicks off the preparation well. She, he'll be looking at uh, coming over to Melbourne, coming over to Victoria. So that's uh, that'll be good to see. And we know that when the uh, Tassie horses come over. They, uh, they're often finishing the money, don't they, yeah, Tex? they're not coming over here for a holiday, are they? That's it. But you're, spot, know, you're spot on about the race one, though, in Costa Fiorano. He's expecting her to run a big race, and she's bred to go two mile. But, uh, yeah, it won't hurt to keep an eye on her. And, of course, 11.30 start there on Sunday, the first meet, uh, the first race. You'll be ready. 11.30? Do you start no, 11.30 or 12 on midday, Sunday? Midday. No, but oh, we'll, we'll little, do a little sleepy. Yeah, we have to do the Betfair Red Show. No, 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 at 11 o'clock, so we'll be keeping an eye out on them as well. Good work. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back on the other side, we'll have to have a chat to Jamie Cockshut. He'll have us all the winners for Launceston on Sunday night. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. And it is now my favourite part of the show today, talking to Jamie Cockshut, who I'm telling you, since Tag, since Jamie's got back from Vietnam, had a little bit of a freshen up in Vietnam, he has been in dead set hot form, uh, tipped us into a few last Friday night. I like it. Uh, all for Dave, got the money, along with uh, Shannon's the man. So you're in hot form, Jamie. You tipped us at Lockaway Casey on Sunday night. What about the winner of that race? $151. How did that happen? Yeah, well, don't get me wrong. The winner of the race, oh, 12, 18 months ago, was one of the better horses in the state. And what makes me a bit sick, mate, I'll, I'll back you two and three starts to go that winner. Oh. <laughs> 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 I didn't give it much chance, Alvin. I went at Love's three fence and the horse behind the leader come off the fence. I thought, oh, he's going to run for a run of place here. But, but good luck to trainer um, Gavin Kelly and driver Adrian Collins. They've stuck at it for a while and um, he's finally got back into the winner's Blackbird power. And, um, yeah, we just got to move on. But like away, Casey, 
She had a chance. She went good. She just got crossed early, and then she had to come out for the retake, but she got left planned in the breeze. So, um, yeah, it didn't work out as I expected. But at the end of the day, mate, um, we got to move on and look to this week and hopefully find a winner. But I'll just talk to old tag boys. Yeah, how's our D's going, mate? They're... Um, they need a bit of refreshment by the look of it. Yeah, and that's why we've got the buy now. But uh, I tell you what, I wouldn't no Pat, no um I wouldn't be too concerned at the moment. I wouldn't be overly concerned, worried. Uh yeah, losing three games. The, the all three games, mate, we've we've jumped them and led. But yeah, we're falling away. So something might be going on. Uh but yeah, I would the alarm bells haven't rung yet, in my my opinion. What about oh, yourself? No, mate, like, um... Like I've been saying to the boys all year, mate, well, they might be at $3.50 or $4 now. So, you know, and um, last year I'm, I'm pretty keen on watching the NBA finals. I had a multi Melbourne at 550 into Golden State Warriors at 15 to win the NBA championship. I think I've got 82 to 1. So, if the Warriors can get the job today, mate, I might reinvest a bit more on the D's at. Once they hit $4 for the flag this year. Yeah, I think they will do that. But, uh, yeah, no, the alarm bells haven't rung yet. Put it that way. Nah, nah, nah. They'll, they'll be right, mate. They just need to freshen up and a bit of bit of team bonding. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, exactly right. And as Miles once said uh, the other day, the, the, some some um, uh, some teams, that they sort of do a mid, mid-year pre-season, another one, and that's probably what's happened to Melbourne and it's, it's cooked them that little bit. Not using yeah, that no, as an we'll excuse. Be right, we'll be right, mate. Yeah, but we'll be no, right. We'll be right, mate. They've, got another, they've only got a peak for five or six weeks like they did last year, mate. That's all they've got to do. They've just got to be in a position at the end of the season where they can get a similar sort of run and a few players find some form. And, you know, this year we've had a few injuries, which which hasn't helped. But let's get back onto the race and what, we, what we're here for. Um, we'll touch on Launceston, the best bets. Race three, number two, Macho Mover. Um, drawn to lead. And his main danger is drawn outside him. And three runs ago, Macho Mover, three or four runs ago, Macho Mover led and ideal pace set outside him and Macho Mover proved too strong. So I think the same will happen on Sunday night. And he looks one of the better bets on the night. Then we'll go across to race six, horse number three, Life of Brian. Um, he got into winning form last week at big odds. Um, he's been back a few times at big odds, but last week he got the job done at 50 to 1. He's drawn barrier three. If he scores up and does everything right early, he'll find the lead and they won't beat him because he's a really good horse in front. And Yeah, I think he's a really good bet at around the three dollar mark. And then we'll go across race nine, number five, Bridwood Bella. Uh, she's a very handy mare. She gets back to the front line, which is going to be the recipe for success. Last week, she drew out the back. She had to do too much work to get around him and you know, she just knocked up late, but... She'll lead, and I reckon she'll get the, the chocolates as well. And a couple of value. We'll go race five, number 10, Kuzma. Very consistent type. Never runs poorly. Um, it'll be $6 a field this race, and, you know, he's definitely worth an each-way play. And then we'll go across to race 10, number eight, Boston Busker. Um, this one's driven by young Liam Older. Drawn inside the second line, but that's why we're going to get $4 or $4.50, and I'll... Banking on young Liam Older to, to get him off the pegs at the right time, and he'll have too much dash for um, Colby Sands over the concluding stages. And a couple of odds: race four, number six, Stevie Jolt. Josh back to an easier assignment. Drawn a bit wide, but he's a horse that can do a little bit of work in his races, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him put into the race at some stage. And you know, he'll be twelve or fifteen to one. He's worth a couple of coins each way. And then we'll go across to race eight, number seven, Wandering Muscat. Um, 
he was she was very good last time, covering ground three wide, four wide, and uh, hit the line strongly. Dawn seven is going to go back to last. Going to need a lot of luck, but if she happens to get the right trip into the race, she's got the speed at the end of a race. It's to be definitely in the finish, and you know, we'll be getting twenty to one early on Wandering Muscot on Sunday night, and we'll go to a quaddy. We're going to go a bit wide. Uh, first leg will go is numbers one, two, six, seven, nine, and ten. Second leg three only. Third leg will go numbers one, three, four, five, six, seven, and nine. And the last leg will go numbers one, two, five, seven, and eight. Forty-two dollars will give us twenty percent of the dividend. Good work. Like oh it. well, yeah, that's like uh, that. That uh, well, you've come loaded up uh, this week, Jamie. That's for sure. And. Uh, yeah, that uh, overall looks a good card there on Sunday night. Yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty pretty open card. Like, there's a few I like, but you know, it all depends on the prices. You know, I've got my own prices. Well, I hope they'll open up, but sometimes they open a lot shorter. I was just about to ask uh, you that one, Jamie. Sorry, yeah, because the markets aren't open, uh, aren't out at the moment. How how actually are you framing a market for those that, that meeting on Sunday night? I see do the markets. Me. Markets myself tags from yep. you know from my own personal. I've, I've marked these horses the the price that I want to back them at around about the hundred twenty percent mark. Yep, and because most corps go up around about the one thirty, so if they're a bit similar to what I've got, well, I'm happy to play. But if they're too short, well, I'm happy to leave alone. All right, it's a it's a, it's a hard job, isn't it? It's very hard to explain to people how to do a market. Oh, it is, you know. Mm. But you know, if, if you're half serious or, or you you want to you know, try and make a little bit of a living out of it. Everybody's best to do their own market, but a lot of people haven't got the time because it does take a fair bit of time to do form and, yeah, and markets and all that sort of stuff. Whereas in Tasmania, I'm pretty lucky. We've only got a small pool of horses. We only have the one or two meetings a week, so it doesn't take up that much of my time. But, you know, it's not easy. You've got to get your market right, and, you know, you're just backing your own judgment. That's right. all it comes down to. You're backing your own judgment. And you just got to try and block out Everybody else, what they, you know, all the other tips is out there are, are tipping, you know, because that's when you start doubting yourself. And Correct. As a punter, yep. once you start doubting yourself, as you know, that's when you start struggling. Yeah, don't be persuaded by anyone else. They don't uh, doubt you, Jamie. They don't doubt you. Now, I'll tell you what, we've got Rowan Hillier, who is a leading harness trainer driver over there in Tassie, and he's on the line to have a chat. Hey, young guy. Hey, young Rowan. Yeah, good, Jamie. Uh, you'd be pretty happy after the Tigers got the job done last night, mate. Yeah, I don't think it was ever in doubt, mate. Um, had a lot of Colts supporters um, whinging about the umpires, but I couldn't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> well, that's the one thing, mate. You know, losing teams, they always got to come up with some sort of excuse. But now they're, they're definitely ticking along okay now, the Tigers. But we'll get into to long sets on Sunday night, mate. Um, your first one that we'll talk about is um, our bright light in race one. It's a, it's a pretty thin race. But she's drawn ideally. Um, she's going to be on the speed throughout, and you know she, she's got to be some sort of chance in this field. Yeah, to tell you the truth, mate, probably uh, any one of those six of them could win the race. It's pretty even, um, and to be fair to them all, they're, they're probably not a lot of good. So whichever horse got the right run would probably win it. She's a, she's obviously drawn good, and she'll be improved by her first up run. So uh, she's got to be there about. Then we'll move over to race two, Racketeer's Boy. You know, Sunny Chance is going around at a pretty short off, so Racketeer's Boy gets a good draw. He's going to get the run he likes just behind the speed, and, you know, if they do go a bit hard up front or, you know, Sunny Chance is a little bit off, he's definitely going to get his chance late in the race. 
Yeah, for sure. You've, uh, you've, you've worked that race out pretty good, mate. Um, you'll get a good trip behind Lockaway Casey and hopefully uh, Sonny Sands or even Jane Yen might, might pull her on and, and make it a last man stand sort of race. So and that's what he needs. He, he's an opportunist. He needs the right run. And, and if he gets it, he won't be too far away. Then we'll go over to Horsha Train. Flo Joe Caravello. Um, Drawing the pole. Um, this is another pretty thin race. So she gets everything in her favour. And she, she did battle away okay after having every chance last week. Probably a slightly stronger race. So from the pole, you know, she's definitely going to give a big side. Yeah, look, she won't be far away, mate. She's not all good, obviously, as you know. Um, but she's only had three starts. So hopefully she can take some sort of improvement out of the last run. And, um, you know, she's got the good draw and she takes on the old horses, but um, she wouldn't be have to be she wouldn't have to be too good to beat them, I wouldn't think. And then we'll go across to race ten. There's, there's, you're on Major Lester. Like he's an opportunist. He's been a little bit disappointing of late, but you know, you jump in the gig. He's drawn a bit wide, but if everything works into place for him, he's definitely got the ability to be in the, in the finish. Yeah, actually drove him a couple of starts ago, and I thought he was really good. I didn't drive him that flash and. I mean, done a bit of work and he still battled on pretty good. I thought last week um, I watched him and he, he wasn't he wasn't at his best. So hopefully he can turn that form around and he'll need to. It's not a bad sort of field that field and um, tricky draw. He'll need to slot in somewhere and and have the last crack at him. Yeah, well, got you, mate. We'll just give him an update on you know a couple of horses in the stable for the listeners out there. You know, Riley Major, how is he and is he back in work or is he still having a bit of a let up? No, he'll have another month in the paddock. Jamie, uh, this will be his last sort of prep, so we'll sort of target the, the races around Christmas and before, um, just before Christmas. So we'll, we'll target them and um, that'll probably do him. And we'll touch on a couple of three-year-old fillies. You've got Miss Pappenhausen. You know, she was last season's star filly. Um, she's had a pretty pretty lengthy year up, but, you know, is she back in work or is she still just, out by the time until the, the better three-year-old races come up later in the season. Uh, she's been back in work jogging for about a month now, so she had a really good break, six months off. Uh, was no need to rush her back because it was, the races don't sort of start for her till about September, October, so um, give her a good break, and she seems to have matured pretty good, and, and hopefully she's in for a big year. Another one we'll touch on, mate, is Baby You A Song. You know, she created a massive impression... Um, early in her career, but then you know she she was sidelined for a minor in, for, for an injury. Um, is there any um, word on her coming back? Yeah, she's had, she's had about the same amount of work as Miss Pappenhausen. She's had a month's job, and so um, she had a hairline fracture of a of a passing bone, which um, didn't need an operation; just needed some time. Um, doesn't seem any doesn't seem any signs of um, of soreness at the moment, which you wouldn't expect, and. You know, we, we expected her to get back to the races in, um, as good as she was. Oh, well, that'll be good, mate. And just in closing, mate, um, you know, um, you're one of the best trainers in the state. Um, you got anything coming through, you know, in the next couple of weeks out there for the listeners to keep an eye on? Uh, pretty scarce here at the moment, mate. Um, yeah, hard to probably hard to tip one at the moment, but uh, hopefully... Um, in a couple of months, I might have one for you, but I couldn't tip one at the moment. And what about the juveniles? You got any two-year-olds in work? You know that you know, you're always breeding nice young ones. You got any two-year-olds in work? You know, coming through that you you got a bit of an opinion on? Uh, there's two two-year-olds there that sort of ready to go to the trials. They're just waiting to get a name back. But um, 
Yeah, a lot most two odds have they need to do a little bit more at the moment, so um they're not jumping jumping out of me and saying they're they're um anything special at the moment, but hopefully they can improve in the next month and um yeah, you know, we'll see them at the racetrack. No, that'll be good, mate. So, you know, we're going to put the listeners into one of those four horses we mentioned, or there might be one I haven't mentioned that, you know, that you're more keen on. Um, which one would it be, buddy? You actually, uh, like uh, Paul Ashwood's horse, Ideal Pace, I thought he was a really good winner last start at, at Hobart and gets a nice draw. And, and uh, if he finishes off like he did last week, I think he'll win again. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't mention him, so I'll keep my same move as my best. So, <laughs> so no, but it will be a great, great clash between the two, between the two of them. And um, I reckon they'll one, run one, two, and yeah, one of us will have a smile on our face, won't one of us won't after the race. But no, it's going to be a great clash between the two of them. And um, yeah, like last week I did tip ideal pace as a good thing, but I've done tip this week. I don't know why, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see come Sunday night, buddy. But um, all the best, mate. Pleasure talking to you and, and for giving up your time and good luck over the weekend, Rowan. Good on you, James. Thanks, boys. Good on you, Rowan. There is Rowan Hilliard, who is a leading harness trainer driver and uh, looks like he's uh, he's got a few bullets to fire this week, Jamie. Yeah, no, he's, he's one of the best trainers in the state, mate, if not the best. He's had some high-quality horses over his years and he's a very astute horseman, very good driver, you know, and... Um, He's always straight to the point, mate. He, he don't try and powder coat anything. He's straight to the point. He'll tell you if the horse has got a billy or if it hasn't. You know, he won't waste you know, owner's times or, you know, or other people's time, you know, with their horses. He's straight to the point. That's the best thing. That's one of the good things about him. But, um, yeah, you know, he's got a good few drives. But, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see that race, whether Ideal Pace or Macho Move who wins because... Um, I was on ideal pace last week, and I tipped him as a good <laughs> as a good bet, but I've got tip this week, so we'll just have to wait and see, boys. Jamie, I am keen on Ipswich Saturday, race three, number 11, I Ponder. It's bred to run three laps. This 2,500-round Ipswich, I think it will win for John Simons and Sheila Laxon. Sheila knows how to get a good stayer, and he's well-bred this horse. I think he'll be getting the money. He's five bucks this morning, so I think he's good value. Oh, yeah, well, let's have a look, mate. What's yours best for the weekend, Tags? <laughs> Tags, as you force that bento box down. <laughs> pesto. He's, oh, he's with pesto. Off. Fitting, fitting because his mouth is dead set, full to the brim, Jamie. No worries. Look forward to it. There's Jamie Cockshuck giving us all the harness racing news and a few tips for Launceston on Sunday night. Let's head to the news. When we come back on the other side, we'll have a chat to Brennan Ryan. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. No brown dog this week, but uh, one man that knows about dogs, and that is Brennan Ryan. Brennan, uh, we're going to have a chat to Katrina Gregory straight off the straight off uh, at the at the start here because we know Katrina's a bit short on time. So we'll get uh, Katrina's uh, interview out of the way first, and then we'll get your best bets uh, for the weekend. Yeah, certainly, uh, Katrina. Have we got you? Yeah. Hi, Brennan. Hi, team. Hey. Hi, Katrina. Look, uh, firstly, congratulations about the Breeders' win last night. Look, I know there's a lot more behind the story. Um, 
there's a young girl by the name of Hannah Pierce. I know she's heavily involved uh, with yourself and Paul. And, uh, you know, from your perspective, you've been in the industry, but to see a young person come along and get involved like that uh, must give you and Paul a great thrill. Oh, it is, it is. And, like, for Hannah, you know, with her pop, you know, John Pierce, um, you know, I was, you know, he passed away and I think he was with her last night. You know, like, um, I'm just so, so happy for her and um, she's a great girl. She's going to be a really good trainer. You know, she's willing to learn, willing to do anything, asking lots of questions and, yeah, she, she's a beautiful, beautiful girl and her yeah. family as well. Yeah. Yeah, and she comes from good stock. Katrina, I mean, Wellington Blaze, he, he went into this, look, all the pups went into the series looking to gain experience and... Off that run last night, I mean, from your point of view, you'd be pretty happy. I mean, he he come out good, done everything right, and hit the line quite strong. I mean, the time's not important, yeah. but he run a real good race. Yeah, yeah, and he's still soft. You know, he's still got a lot of learning. He's, he's green, um, but he's got good box manners, and um, I think, you know, as he hardens up and um, gets a bit more racing under his belt and experience, you know, I think he's going to be a really good good dog. And the other dog of Hannah's as well, um, slower than Pop, I think. You know, more experience and everything. Yeah, they're going to be super for her, I think. Yeah, certainly. And, Katrina, you're no stranger to grounds. I mean, your father, Peter Gable, was a terrific man in harness. You've come through with grounds with your involvement with the Whitneys over the years and we cannot we cannot go past without mentioning Chinatown lad uh, Max. I mean, there's some races going on at the moment that he won um, during the Winter Carnival up in Queensland, and uh, must give you um, you know that sense of pride that I know you'd have photos on the wall. But uh, to look back and um, you know be a part of that that whole period racing that wonderful dog must give you um, you know a great thrill that, that um, he, he's still remembered to this day. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, and, um, recently I was talking to somebody and, you know, they mentioned my dad and, and some of the horses that he had, like Ricky Dean and Simply Electric, and then they said, oh, and Chinatown Lad. And, yeah, it sort of it still gives me goosebumps, you know, and um, what it did for us and our family, and and then we just sort of grown from there sort of thing. Like, um, it was a brilliant ride and um, probably won't experience it again that, that – that big, but we just love the industry and we love the people in it. Katrina, with Hannah's involvement, I mean, um, you know, she's got good background, but she's been with you, you know, obviously to help get this dog along, and and obviously she's always asking a lot of questions, you know, and 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 learning as she goes because you know not every dog's perfect the first dog you have, but um, she's definitely going to learn about you know the ins and outs of it over over time. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm sure, you know, she sits and she watches, she asks questions, um, you know, and a lot of that's got to do with her pop and, and her dad and, and everything, you know, that they've had the base roots there and, um, yeah, since she's been coming to home, you know, like, yeah, it's she's just a really switched on young, young girl and um, I think, yeah, we're going to see a lot more, you know, when, you know, you forget how old she is. Um, mm. and I look forward to seeing her getting her trainer's license and I said I'll be sending a couple up to you to train you know like she's just yeah. she, her love and her passion you know is, mm. is amazing 
Yeah, no, the future's certainly there. Now, look, Katrina, thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy at the moment with Braden over in Melbourne. And yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually in Melbourne. Yeah, we've got yeah. the Disability Pimpin Bowling National. So today's our last day and I head home. I've got a very hoarse throat from, number one, seeing Richmond win last night at the MCG and also watching the race on the phone. I got a bit excited. Go, go Banjo. So I'm struggling at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you should, you know, it's been a good week and uh, no, hopefully it all continues and no, look, thank you for your time and uh, no, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on Hannah and no, it's just a good story going forward and yeah, hopefully this won't be the last time we'll, uh, we'll be talking to all of you because it's, um, no, it's just great to see, yeah. a, a, you know, a new aspect coming into the sport. So. No worries. Thanks, Brennan. Enjoy no. the rest of your day. Yeah, Bye. you too. Right on you, Katrina. That is fantastic. She's already had a, a start to a winning weekend, uh, Brennan. Yeah, no, she's a, a diehard Richmond supporter, um, and, and I know that they raced a dog many years ago. Um, and this just spring to mind, a dog called Joff is me mate, who had that support around Collingwood, and there was a fellow... Um, yeah, Joff, oh, that used to wear the, the gold jacket. He wears the gold jacket. Yeah, he was a black and white dog that they had, and they used to, after every race, they had a, a, a gold little um, vest they used to put on him to take a photo. <laughs> and uh, he made a Launceston Cup and all that too, and I think he still lives in their backyard. He's, he's, um, he's a fair age now, but, um, yeah, no, they've, they, they love all aspects of Greyhounds, and Chinatown, they was just an absolute champion. He had 47 starts and won 21 races and won two group ones and set track records. You know, he was just a brilliant dog. Handy dog, especially if he won the Launceston Cup from Barrier Five, Box Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he um he went through that, and um you know he he went up against you know some of the best stayers of that period, and and his sister we must forget Foreman, we can't forget Foreman's Irish. She earned her own right as well, and yeah, uh, he never just got that. You know, oh, stud dogs are hard to achieve, but um they gave him a crack, and just unfortunately he never got the. You know the the quality of the of the females that they breed with this day and age, but you know he's he's in the hall of fame, and yeah, his legacy will be remembered for a long time. Now there was some good racing in Hobart last night. Yeah, there was. Um, you know, firstly the the breeders that was won by Wellington Blaze for Katrina, and that you know the involvement with Hannah Pierce there as well. There he took out the race one running twenty six, uh, sixty three overall, and look, there were a lot of young pups in that series. And um, they're going to improve, and you know, just over time, there's another breeders coming up, so a lot of them pups will be eligible for the next one coming up at Hobart. So, uh, you know, and there's good bookmarkers we can put on there for Harden Up Johnny and Rojo Henry that went through it. So, um, yeah, there's plenty to take out of that. And also, the Greg Fane Middle Distance Championship was a good run there by Man Overboard, who just shows that he's just an iron dog and loves the distance. The further they go, the further he wants. And hopefully his injuries hold up. We'll see him in some 700-metre races in the next fortnight or so. What about some best bets for uh, Launceston and Hobart Monday, Tuesday? Well, we're going to highlight Launceston. Um, we've got three heats of the size on ice Tasmanian Oaks. Um, we Not bad program there. Uh, look, I'll give you a best bet coming in there out of the... Um, the hints of the Oaks. I'll go with race six, number two, Dashing Pippa for trainer Mick Pearce. Um, was second in his last time out. Look, it's got 29.45 on the clock. It'll go up against Buckle Up Hazel, but loves the inside draw. So we'll go race six, number two, uh, 
dashing pepper there in the heat of the oaks and then we'll go to Hobart on the Tuesday. Now that's a, a ten race program. The first race is about to go at about twelve o'clock. I'm gonna stick in the opening event, um well, actually, we'll, we'll go with Wellington Blaze. I want to see him go up against panel damage. Um, the way Wellington Blaze went there on Thursday night, he hit the line and did everything right and strong. It's just a matter of can he improve on the time. Panel damage has got a bit better form, but um, he's proven that he can, he's going to have a good crack at it. So we'll go race one, number two, Wellington Blaze. Righto. All right. Well, best of luck for uh, the weekend and uh, into next week, and we'll catch you next week, Brennan. No worries, Sam. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. There is Brennan Ryan with all the Greyhound news. Now, they're just about uh, ready at Coffs Harbour for no, race Sammy, two. This, no, Sammy, yeah, there's this... a delay there. They've got to the gates and they're coming back, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, hopefully right. someone can text in to let us know. Because uh, yeah. I was with Navajo Pete, the three, and there's an indefinite delay there at the moment. So uh, right they've got right. to the gates, but now they're bringing them back. I'm with Klinsman for Bailey Wheeler there. All right, well, let's head to a break. When we come back, we'll have a chat to Jacob Bevis, and he'll tell us uh, what all the winners are going to be for Hobart on Sunday. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. And who has been in hot form is Jacob Bevis, who is going to uh, give us some tips for Sunday meetings at Sunday's meeting at Hobart. Which uh, tags he's the Bev? He, he's just been tearing it apart. I tell you what, we have him on a Saturday morning with the odds couple, and last Saturday he, he came with two for Sunday on the plastic, the Devonport Syntho, and towered him up two from two. As we welcome Jacob, uh, welcome to uh, the Friday. Tazzy Show, Jacob, how are you? And, uh, mate, can you keep that form running of yours? Yeah, good afternoon, Sam and Tags. I hope so. Uh, yeah, it was good to get a, a couple last week. In fact, uh, one of those uh, horses that I tipped last week is going around at Hobart on uh, on Sunday. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can keep it going. Well, what do you got for us then? Yeah, I've got a couple of Scott Brunton runners. I think he's in for a, a big day on Sunday, as he so often is uh, yeah. at uh, Hobart meetings. But uh, he's got a horse in race four called uh, Yarra Master, number one, who's absolutely flying. He's uh, won his last two races, and he's um, been really strong in the way that he's won both of those races. And I like that he now steps up from 1430 to 1600 metres. Um, Scott Brunton has sort of said that this horse uh, might be a, a stayer and might go towards some of the cups. So uh, I think he's got a good chance of uh, making it uh, hat-trick wins on Sunday. And then there's another Scott Brutton horse going around on uh, in race seven. and It's uh, number one, Travelling Gigolo. This is another horse in great form. He's uh, won five out of 12 at the track. He's won three out of five over 2,100 metres. He's won three of his last four races. And I think he can, uh, he can make it another win. And, of course, both those horses will be... Uh, will be ridden by David Perez, who's also in uh, good form. You're right about uh, the, the first one that you said. It's it's actually dropping in class, Yarra Master, uh, yeah. after its benchmark 68 win. They've elected to, for the claim of Taylor Johnson, which is which is very smart there by, by Dave Brunton, uh, Scotty Brunton. Yeah, and he, yeah, he so often does that too. He, he, he so often drops horses back in class and then takes the claim and... Uh, he does take on a, a couple of horses that he met last start and does have to carry a little bit more weight, but as you say, back in class. And 
I think he, uh, yeah, should be too strong for, for that field. Yeah, I do apologise to Scott. <laughs> Dave, Dave Brunner. Now, Bev, you've got uh, Bossy, Brown Dog and Lawrence Mooney. They'll be on course uh, with the Cox Plate there. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Always like uh, seeing the uh, the Cox Plate in, in Tassie. I think it might have come, came over a couple of uh, years ago uh, before the before the COVID stuff. So, um, yeah, it'd be good to have... Uh, those guys on course as well as the Cox Plate, and um, yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully, a, a big crowd on course, and of course, if you can't watch, uh, if you can't be there on course, you can watch all the action on Taz Racing TV through tazracing.com.au. And and Bev, Bev, how good was the the Cox Plate winning galloper winning over to Royal Ascot during the week? Yes, yes, it was. Um, it's been a been a great week, hasn't it? Nature Strip getting up and and yeah, state of rest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, great, great horse that one, and um, I actually backed Animo in the Cox Plate last year, so uh, I'm still a bit filthy about that. But uh, but uh, no, a great win during the week from uh, from State of Rest. How good's Royal Ascot, by the way? It's fantastic. Huge, for, yeah. But for, for the people that come out and sort of bag the 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 depth of last year's Cox Plate, well, I tell you what, Animo's yeah. come out and won a Group One by seven. Just saw State of Rest when at Royal Ascot. I think the form's getting franked. <laughs> You're all over it, Taggart. Well done, Bev. Now, I'll tell you what, I'll just give you a tip. Keep the micro- microphone away from the dog because uh, if he gets any opportunity to get up and grab a filly out of the crowd to sing shallow, he will be doing it, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'll, I'll definitely tell him to, uh, to step aside if he uh, tries to take my microphone. <laughs> Best of luck, Bev, with the weekend. Thanks, guys. Great to talk. There is Jacob Bevis. Let's head to a break now. We are not far from jump time. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. The uh, Cox Plate to the Hobart races on Sunday, so that will be very popular. That's us done and dusted. We've got race one at Geelong coming up. Tags, I'm with the favourite, Mania Legacy. It's had a few tries, but, gee, it's a dead it set gazumpathon this race, isn't it? You're right. Um, yeah, odds on pop. Can we lay it? That's the thing. It's, it's, out, it's even money. I don't know odds I'd be laying it. Oh, mate, well, it's an ordinary race. It is a shocker. I'm only well, going to lay it because it's in the red, that's all, because it doesn't deserve to be that price, correct? I think it win. Let's head to the news and then we'll get to Palmer Bet. Lee Lee Dalton, should I say, has got uh, all our tips for the weekend.